Welcome to the Sober Q podcast. Hi there, my name is Andy and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I'm going to try and explain to you uh, how Alcoholics Anonymous is financed. Um, and one of the uh, things that we stick to in Alcoholics Anonymous is the traditions. And the traditions um, were written um, by Bill W. and some of the early founding members of Alcoholics Anonymous that were they were designed to to help us uh, to get through issues and problems that um, they that had been experienced in fellowships and organisations before Alcoholics Anonymous came around. And one of the traditions that we've got is is Tradition Seven. Uh, I'm just going to read Tradition Seven in the long form, and I think this will. Um, give you a better understanding of what we're about financially and this is tradition seven in the long form the aa groups themselves ought to be fully fully supported by the voluntary contributions of their own members we think that each group should soon achieve this ideal that any public solicitation of funds using the name of alcoholics anonymous is highly dangerous whether by groups clubs hospitals or other outside agencies that acceptance of large gifts from any source or or of contributions carrying any obligation whatever is unwise. Then too, we view with much concern those AA treasuries which continue beyond prudent reserves to accumulate funds for no stated AA purpose. Experience has often warned us that nothing can so surely destroy our spiritual heritage as futile disputes over property, money and authority. So what this, what this says, and what we try to stick to in Alcoholics Anonymous is that the whole organisation is funded by its members. We take no outside contributions. So if an outside agency wanted to make a donation to Alcoholics Anonymous, we 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 th- we say thank you, but we don't we do not take it. So how does this work? So at meetings all around the world where alcoholics attend we have the hat or the seventh tradition or the pot and that is at the end of each meeting um, the pot's passed around and people put in a couple dollars five dollars twenty dollars whatever they choose to put in they put it into the hat and then the group treasurer um, holds that money and at the group conscience uh, usually once a month uh, the treasurer will report that they've got X amount of funds in the account. And we can touch on the prudent reserve here. The prudent reserve is usually three months of operating fees. So that covers the cost of the venue, the cost of buying literature. So there's there's money holding a prudent reserve. So excess funds, as described in Tradition 7, is not good to keep hold of them. So... Um, there's a system that our group uses called the 60-30-10. So we contribute all of our money to our local central service office. Uh, the central service office know that our groups contribute to the 60-30-10, which means 60% of everything we send to the central service office goes to them. 30% of that money goes to our local area. And that, so the CSO money is used to fund the building, uh, wages, etc. Uh, the 30% that goes to our area, which my area is area B, is used 
for PI, for prison work, to send delegates to a conference and to help the still suffering alcoholic. And the 10% goes to the GSO, which is the General Service Office, which is our national office, and that helps them operate and um, fund what they need to fund. So we don't take any outside contributions. Everything that we put in to our pot all gets spread out through Alcoholics Anonymous and is used. Even at a national level, we don't like to hold on to too much money, but uh, we, we, we will refuse to receive anything other than from our own members, which keeps everything in-house. That's it from me. Thank you very much. If you would like to share your experience on a recovery question, visit the SoberQ podcast website at soberq.com. Thanks for listening.